Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories, an outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. This is Talk Radio Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer, on Monday the 19th of July. And you know what that means. Uh, as well as listening, you can, of course, watch the show on uh, show live. Talk Radio is now on your TV. Uh, download the Talk Radio TV app or go to talkradio.tv for details on how to watch. Coming up, after 16 months of COVID restrictions, at last it is Freedom Day. Or is it? Prime Minister Boris Johnson has urged the public to be cautious in order to avoid a surge in Covid cases. But with Covid deaths just one sixteenth of the levels seen in previous waves, is it time to just get on and live our lives? Meanwhile, business leaders and MPs continue to pile pressure on the Prime Minister to end the pandemic, which threatens Britain's workforce. This after the Prime Minister and the Chancellor Rishi Sunak were forced to perform an embarrassing U-turn and self-isolate just two hours and 38 minutes after originally planning to avoid self-isolation as part of a new pilot scheme. And uh, double-jabbed NHS staff in England will be allowed to carry on working and avoid quarantine if exposed to someone with COVID amid concerns over employee shortages. So why not everyone else? 6.34 is the time. This is Talk Radio. Well, good morning to you. Thank you very, very much indeed for your company. Um, I am delighted to be completely mask-free. I have to say I've been, uh, as my regular listeners will know, mask-free uh, for something over a month, although annoyingly uh, my exemption does not uh, have any validity in Spain. So on holiday in Mallorca for last week, had to keep wearing the uh, the mask heading up to the buffet in the completely fresh air, completely and utterly pointlessly, but delighted to come back to this country and uh, this morning to see so many more people without masks. Really nice to see my colleagues' faces again. They're, they're quite an attractive bunch, it turns out. Who knew? Uh, without those uh, black or blue masks over their faces. So delighted to uh, to see them as well and delighted to uh, have you listening this morning as well. This should be a day when we are just celebrating. That's it. It's all over. Irreversible. Well, we were told it could, wanted it to be irreversible, the Prime Minister. Um, I don't know how confident people are that it's irreversible. I've seen some polling suggesting about six out of ten people uh, think we're likely to head into another lockdown. And frankly, if the medics and Public Health England, the likes of Professor Neil Ferguson and others get their way, that's exactly where we will be heading. I think, frankly, it's going to be up to us whether we do or not. I think it's going to be up to whether we say yes or no to that. So people want to hide behind their sofas or under their beds for the rest of their lives and wear masks forever, as apparently an awful lot of medics say they're going to do until the end of time. They are really welcome to do that. But the rest of us, I think, would now like to get on with our lives. I'm certainly planning to be out and about all this week. There will be parties, no rule of six, no rule of 30. uh, And there may even be 
some nightclubbing. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, anyway, at 6.35, let's um, introduce you to my guest joining me all this morning. Delighted to welcome Deputy Editor of Spiked Online, Tom Slater. Good morning to you, Tom. Good morning, Julia. Happy uh, Freedom Day. Happy, happy Freedom Day. Yeah, you see, you haven't quite got the happiness there either. This, <laughs> this, this, this is the thing, isn't it? This, should, this really should just be, oh, my God, it's all over. We're done. Everyone's seen sense. Uh, but given how many times we've been told, oh, it's all over, and then it isn't, given how many times we've been told it'll be irreversible and it isn't, that four-week delay, let's face it, we know from what's been going on inside Number 10 that actually the Prime Minister would have quite liked, well, was got fearful of the, 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 the feedback that it was going to be negative feedback on Freedom Day and, and wanted to actually delay, but frankly, politically, it become untenable. We know that today there will be, oh, the finger wagging that's going to go on about people not wearing their masks um, in supermarkets or other shops or in offices and, and elsewhere. Um, I mean, masks will be the biggest single indicator, won't it? It'd be like, are you a good person who cares mm. about others or are you a bad person who wants to kill granny i mean that's that's that is how it's going to be termed isn't it i think that is definitely the danger because of the fact that before in the run-up to freedom day mark two freedom day the delayed version there was so much messaging from government which was encouraging that kind of behavior basically yep. it was basically saying we're going to take away the legal penalty for things like masks but we expect you to carry on wearing them in all the situations you have been up until now anyway it was very confusing and very disappointing because i think one thing that we actually needed from government at this point was a little bit of leadership a sense of saying it's over it's okay you come back out after all of the fear-mongering messages and all the rest of it i think that was quite important but going back to the point that you made i think that's why it is all down to us now yeah. to just go and kind of grab freedom back again and to show other people who are understandably quite scared quite tentative in some cases mm. that it is all right and it's actually quite important that society gets back to normal again so it, i think it it's been very disappointing from government but it just shows again that it's down to us really yeah absolutely and i've yeah, i've been saying for months and months on end that you know this ends when we say it does not not the not the virus we don't have that power of the virus uh, but we do, we do have the power to say we won't have any more restrictions on our lives and this is the thing this last lockdown was well you know the first lockdown uh, last march remember those heady days when we still had some faith and trust uh, in some of our scientists and the government we you know we we were in a situation where it was an emergency we have to you know flatten the curve because the nhs would be overwhelmed as it was the nhs wasn't overwhelmed we, we didn't even use the nightingale hospitals um and and infection rates had actually peaked before we went to, into lockdown anyway and then that carried on for not just an emergency few weeks but for months on end july the 4th you know we had that in the date in the diary didn't we when the pubs reopened finally and we never got all of our freedoms back many parts of the country particularly in manchester and other parts of the northwest um, you know, never 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 really got out of uh, tier four or equivalent um and then we went back in again in november and, and then what and then what happened in you know, over christmas for large parts of the country and then january and the whole point of the january lockdown was well we've got the jabs so as soon as the vulnerable are, are jabbed then you know we come out of this and then it became not just the vulnerable and it was the top you know 50 year olds plus and then it became uh, everybody else then it was first jabs then it was second jabs as sajid javid the health secretary currently self-isolating because he has covid um every single adult in this country who wants a jab has had an opportunity to have one jab. The vast majority of people who are remotely at any serious risk from this disease have had two jabs and, and for quite some time. Um, I, I, it, I, that argument was given just a few weeks ago you know, by the Prime Minister. You know, If not now, then mm. when? The people who are saying, oh, it's too soon, we shouldn't come out now, what, on what basis do they think, I mean, on what basis would they ever allow us to come out? <laughs> 
Well, this is exactly it. I think we saw that a little bit with Sadiq Khan's statement last week when he said that uh, masks would continue to be necessary on London transport for as long as the virus is with us. That means forever. And I think that what we've seen from the government, what we've seen by other politicians, what we've seen from certain prominent scientists is the fact that they are gripped by this culture of fear that's why the goalposts keep moving that's why what was originally set out as a as a kind of principle that we would stand by vaccinate the vulnerable then get back to normal whatever is because they're as terrified as anyone else really they seem to just sort of go from one panic to the next um they're incapable of sticking to their guns because they're so terrified of what their lives. I, I do wonder, I mean, a lot of these people, I, I see, I, mean, I, have to say, I did try and turn off for the last week on holiday in Mallorca, but I have to say that, I mean, after, you know, what with the World Cup, World Cup, I'm saying the Euros, felt like a World Cup, uh, the Euros and all the aftermath from that, and which I'd love to talk to you about a little bit later in the show, uh, but, and, and, and all was what's been going on in terms of uh, uh, the look ahead to Freedom Day. Um, I, I, very difficult to tune out, even sitting by the pool, but it is absolutely astounding how many any scientists can be wheeled out, particularly on Radio 4 uh, and Sky News, um, to, be, uh, to, to say, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to carry on wearing a mask forever. You say, oh, I mean, you're just a lunatic. I mean, I'm sorry. We've got to call it out of what it is. If I were, if I were, op- people say, well, what about surgeons? Yes, mm. yes, there's a reason why surgeons wear masks. Actually, it's about <laughs> droplets from the patient reaching splatters uh, rather than them breathing uh, onto the uh, the patients. Small point worth making. If, if someone wants, if someone is genuinely extremely clinically vulnerable and wants to wear a medical grade mask. Um, frankly, in those scenarios, I think they should be, you know, provided on prescription for those people. Then that that would make sense. But the idea that your average, normal, double jabbed person or young person, you know, mm. ten, you know, teens, twenties, thirties, should wander around either either you know in a supermarket or or outdoors, God for sake, um, wearing a mask until the end of time. I mean, I genuinely think these people need mental help. I'm absolutely be- serious. It feels like a fetish for some of these people. Yeah, well, it is, isn't it? Well, a religion. Or a religion, yes, exactly. It's like wearing your hair shirt or something like this to repent for your otherwise silly existence. It seems very strange. And I think it's because a lot of this has got subsumed, even amongst kind of leading politicians and scientists, into that kind of culture war you were talking about beforehand. I think especially now that a lot of the legal penalties are peeling away, it is just going to become how you state that you're a good person yeah. not like those idiots gathering on the beach over the weekend it's nice to see all the beach panic come make a comeback <laughs> yes. over the long week so i think that's what we're going to be dealing with now that's one of the things that i think is going to make it a little bit uncomfortable in the near term but as you say i think we've got to push through all of that and point out how ridiculous anti-social and boring mm. frankly these new behaviours would be if we were actually clung to them, as some people are claiming that they are going Well, the other fascinating thing is the amount of people who are saying, oh, so what difference has that got to my life on Monday as, as opposed to yesterday? Well, I mean, the rule of six. I mean, maybe these people are just... Either they only have four friends, four or five friends, I don't know, uh, or or um, or they just never go to parties, never go out to you know clubs. They, they they just wanted to sit at a small table. I mean, at a, at a pub. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what they you know. That's how their lives are. But actually, there are quite a lot of big changes, and a lot of those changes not just for us individuals like masks, um, but but also the rule of six indoors. You can have who you want, when you want, and whatever numbers to your home. Uh, you can have meet up with any crowd you want. Um, a, a, outdoors um, nightclubs reopening bars and restaurants able to uh, have bar service that is going to make the difference between whether or not these places are going to survive or not and we know one of the key issues about the masks isn't just about oh some people feel uncomfortable wearing it and by mm-hmm. the way 
that's a good enough reason for people not to want to wear them, by the way. That used to be used to be something called personal choice in this country. But but also it's actually an awful lot of people don't want to go, you know, the theatre to the cinema to uh, to to I mean it's not even pleasant shopping. Going going into having to wear your mask in a shop on especially on a hot day like today. A lot of people simply don't do any of that because of the masks. So, you know. Um let's also just ask just very brief, briefly about this um pinging for Boris Johnson and Rishi mm. Sunak. Two hours thirty eight minutes for that U turn. Do you find it just extraordinary that um, that they even thought for a nanosecond that they that it would fly for the prime minister <laughs> and the chancellor to not self isolate when those are the rules they impose on everyone else? It's absolutely incredible. I mean, this has been going on for some time. It's worth saying, of course, when Michael Gove came back from the Champions League final, um, he jumped on this pilot scheme that's managed to just about slip under the radar, yeah. really. But to do it at this point, to not realise that this would be instantly taken as one rule for mm. you and the, another rule for the rest of us. And also to send out poor Robert Jenrick to go and take all of the flack in the morning, only to U-turn a couple of hours later and then say, we briefly considered putting ourselves in this scheme, but we've actually decided we're going to follow the rules. Not only is it wrong, not only is it bad politics, it's an insult to everyone's intelligence. Yeah. We all saw what was going on here. And I think it just shows, aside from all of the much more profound criticisms we might make of this government, they're also just very bad at politics. It's yeah, that, that, How they didn't see this coming, I have no idea. That is a very, very good point. Yeah, I think you're going to be a four-year-old to work that one out. Uh, well, we're going to talk about that up next with the Shadow Health Secretary, Jonathan Ashworth, who's here just after an update uh, on the, the latest uh, news and travel. Uh, time right is coming up to 6.45. This is Talk Radio. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.